At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash invention age. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. The times are changing so fast right now. And the challenge is, how do you change? And it's, we're going to talk about one of the biggest changes. And it's the change that I've seen coming for a long time. It's in the subject called money. And you know, I went to Vietnam first in 1966 as a student of the academy. And then second in 1972 as a Marine pilot. And it was in Vietnam, my rich dad sent me a letter and I didn't even know this. He says, hey, did you know that President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard? And I went, God, what does that mean? You know, I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't know there was a gold standard because they don't teach you much about money at school. So that was the start of it. And he's all rich dad said, hey, watch out. The world is about to change. And today we're changing at mega speed. I mean, it's transformational. I mean, you can't think linearly anymore. Everything is changing so rapidly. And the people that are getting wiped out who are probably the avant-garde people back in the Vietnam era are now the old guys, the baby boomers. And they're the guys that are gonna get run over, especially because of the dollar. The US dollar is the reserve currency of the world or it soon may not be. And that's why for all the old guys and the baby boomers, you know, the thing I'm concerned about is our pension plans are toast. I don't think there's gonna be a pension for a lot of, lot of baby boomers. And the problem with that is the millennial generation, the, you know, the kids' kids of the baby boomers are gonna to have to pick up the tab. And so today we're gonna to talk about a very important subject the subject is called Bitcoin or cyber currency or blockchain technology. And I'll go back again in 1971, my, no, 70, 72, my rich dad sent me that letter, the dollar came off the gold standard. I didn't know what it meant. But today I kind of know what it means. And that's why if you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I said the rich don't work for money. It's rule number one. And rule number two, savers are losers. Because why would you save money they can just print? So this is a very important show for those of you who are stuck with old ideas. Now there's one more thing about change. Change always creates upset, always. No matter what you do, you get upset about it. So it's gonna be possibly for some of you an upsetting show, and for some of you it's gonna be uplifting. So with that, the show's a very, very important show. Any comments, Kim? Well, yes, and the times they are changing. We have very special guests today, two special guests. Um, one is a dear friend and our expert on Bitcoin, Ethereum, cryptocurrencies. His name is Landon Thorne. He's the founder, president of private investment company Midas Advisory Group in South Carolina. And he's also a retired colonel in the United States Marine Corps. So, uh, Robert, you have a lot in common with Landon. And also our other guest is Shane Coniglia, and Shane is the president of the Rich Dad Company. Let's start with Landon. So would you give us a little bit of background, Landon, please? Well, I, I was a reserve guy in the Marine Corps, so we my military career wasn't uh, sort of day one to day to the last day. It was part of being uh, part of the reserve system being mobilized because my primary business career was corporate finance, and uh, I founded a merchant bank and then 
uh, sold that and had spent a number of years sort of buying and nurturing companies and then moving them up into the next tier of financial markets. So you're, you're an entrepreneur who invests in entrepreneurs? Yes. We do a lot of angel and tech investing and venture capital investing through some uh, very well-regarded uh, funds and relationships in Silicon Valley. And, and you also consult with a lot of large companies throughout the world, right? We do. I mean, we have an international side of our business where we we uh, we do a lot of venture creation or the, or bringing uh, uh, foreign companies and American companies together for joint ventures, especially where there's uh, where there needs to be a cultural uh, merging, where sometimes business cultures require some interpreting and some uh, some support in order to get fully functional, so they don't lock up or or fall the deal doesn't fall apart because of. Uh, just simply people not understanding each other. So, yes, we do quite a lot of that and uh, in all parts of the world. And you're a graduate of Yale, which is Yale University, right. But also, what was your role in the Marine Corps? Uh, well, I started out as your basic grunt, uh, a grunt lieutenant, and uh, when I went, and I went to Vietnam as a, as a grunt and forward observer, an artillery forward observer, uh, while there, I'd also, but prior to going, I'd also trained as an air observer. So I flew in the back seat of small spotter planes, uh, one of which I actually own and fly today uh, <laughs> for fun and games. Um, and then as time went on, um, I, I, I began to get into operational intelligence and special operations, which was not typical for a Marine at the time. But uh, in, a, in the reserves, once you sort of make the rank of major, you kind of run out of your traditional weekend warrior thing, uh, organizations where there's companies that are operating in a hometown where folks mobilize for weekends and things like that, and you really have to go looking for, for jobs. So I went looking for interesting opportunities and uh, did that, was mobilized for Desert Storm, uh, commanded a special operation in Africa in the mid-'90s, did my obligatory uh, brain-searing uh, tour at the Pentagon, and then, uh, and then when I my final tour was as a chief of special uh, special plans in the J-5 of CENTCOM during the 9/11 uh, spin-up and deployment to Afghanistan. That's quite um, impressive. And uh, back to my level, being a lieutenant and a lieutenant, uh, they were called AOs or FACs, forward air controllers, and things like that. So I was the pilot, and guys like um, Landon would climb in either the left seat or the right seat, and we'd go in and we'd be calling in airstrikes and things like that. So that was kind of a simpatico between Landon and I. So Shane, would you give a little bit of your background? Yeah, I come from a little bit uh, the school of hard knocks, as they say, in terms of rock and roll. So I'm just going, I won't go too far back, but I moved out from Omaha, Nebraska, where I was born from, uh, in hopes of being a rock and roll school. Uh, star. So I skipped, graduated high school, skipped college, skipped any higher education, and just wanted to live my dream out. And uh, accomplished that, got signed to a label, and then the typical rock and roll story happened in terms of a band just being a big mess. And then after that, um, I had met my current business partner, whom I've been business partners with for almost 20-some years, Mike Sullivan. And ever since then, Mike and I have been serial entrepreneurs, both on the business startup side, where we've done it ourselves, including raising all the capital, as well as on the I side of investing, you know, in, uh, in other businesses and startups. And uh, that's, 
eventually what got me to Richstead is is the same lawyer that represented Mike and I through a lot of business deals also represented Robert and Kim. And there was a gap in between projects between what Mike and I were doing. We had just closed one business down, and we were looking for our next venture, and Rich Dad was it, and we've been there almost 10 years, I think, now. Yeah, yep, 10 years. And what Shane did, Shane and Mike did, Mike is my age. Uh, Mike, you guys you guys sold your company to which company? Uh, FedEx. FedEx. So we were the first company in the United States that created a, a distribution network that allowed big, care, big shipping companies to take advantage of work-sharing discounts offered by the USPS. And we were the first company to start that up on the West Coast, and then we eventually packaged up with the equity partner, and then that now is what's known as FedEx Smart Post. Yeah, and so Shane and Mike came into the Rich Dad Company 10 years ago for a quick turnaround, and 10 years were still turning. <laughs> <laughs> We've turned. we turned. Yeah. We finally turned. <laughs> and, and, and one of the challenges has been for Shane and for myself and for Landon is a generational thing because... You know, like Landon talks about in one of his interviews, is talking to guys our age is tough. Is that, is that correct, Landon? Well, there there's such a, a, a gap of, of uh, experience in terms, especially with this this rapidly evolving tech. And you know, it's it, 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 my gener my generation largely thinks of tech as being able to send a text and an email, but uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> um, as we all know. It's, it's What's so, that? It's a, yeah. <laughs> well, that, you're, now you're quoting Brian Gumble, I think, who on, uh, on one TV show years ago said, what is this Internet? Um, <laughs> which uh, actually today it's almost relevant because people are asking, like, what is this blockchain or what is this technology that, that's simply transforming the world? In fact, in fact, it's transforming culture. So uh, to really deeply understand tech and, and what's going on, you really have to be in it and fully understand and see what is, what the, how this thing is growing from the ground up into actually changing the way human beings live, interact, and in fact may even evolve as a species. And that's why we've got Landon and we've got Shane, who Shane, are, Shane, because Shane is, Shane, or Landon lives Bitcoin, he's living at the cryptocurrencies, and I get some, I bet some of the conversations you have with the older, older people of, uh, around you there, like, Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin? And, and I mean, even when we de delve into it a little bit, just touch the surface, it seems very, very complicated, so today we're going to really simplify what is Bitcoin and what is blockchain. And, and the reason that Shane's part of this program is Shane, and I, we, we thought you guys were just uh, entrepreneurial turnarounds, but Shane went from rock and roll drummer to technology genius. I mean, he's, he understands technology where my generation and Mike Sullivan, uh, Shane's partner, and I have, we're, we're completely clueless. So we're gonna be talking about how on different generations look at this thing called Bitcoin and the changes that are coming because, well, I'll say it once again, the Rich Dad Company was founded because in 1971, President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And what that means is the U.S. government could print as much money as it wanted, and since it was the reserve currency of the world, which means everybody had to deal in dollars, the whole world is gonna change, and we have never been here before. So you're listening to the right program at the right time. We have different generations, different mindsets. 
So when we come back, we'll be going into more, not so much about Bitcoin, but the ripple effects, what we see are going to happen. Because my concern is my generation, the baby boomers, many of them might be toast because they're still living in the hippie areas. When we come back, we'll be talking more about the changes that are coming. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Log on to RichDadRadio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our uh, programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And you can listen to the podcast at richdadradio.com. Now, the reason for do that is one of the ways we learn best is via repetition. You listen to this program a second and third time, you'll, you'll hear much more than you hear it right now. And the other thing is you have friends, family, uh, and especially business partners who are old. You want to have them listen to this program because the times they are changing. And people are clinging. They're clinging to their old thoughts and their old ideas. Is that true, Shane? Yes, very <laughs> much so. And so our guest today, uh, we have Shane Knigley, is the president of the Rich Dad Company. And you know, as a as former Marine, we're always taught lead, follow, or get out of the way. And I just got out of the way, and it's much better. Right, Shane? <laughs> yep. Yes, you, and, you, and you're good at that. I love it, actually. Oh, I love getting right out of the way. <laughs> and our other guest is a former um, fellow Marine. He's Landon Thorne. He's the founder and pre of President Private Investment Company, Midas Advisory Group in South Carolina. And then he is a retired Colonel of the United States Marine Corps Reserve. And so we have that in common. And we had lunch. Kim and I had lunch with Landon and Bill Coleman, who is another Marine. And we sat down and discussed Bitcoin because everybody was asking us about it. And I know nothing. I'm Sergeant Schultz. And I know nothing. So that, that's one of the biggest changes coming around, isn't it, Landon? What, what is Bitcoin? Well, Bitcoin was the uh, was the first of what is are now referred to as cryptocurrencies, and it was a uh, it was designed to be uh, an actually an alternative to to fiat currencies, and you have to think of uh, of Bitcoin and sort of two levels. Wait, One, wait, let, let me interrupt you. The U.S. Yeah. dollar is a fiat currency. Yes. So I wrote that, I'm, that I'm, would be the euro, the the dollar, the, the, peso, the, dollar, yeah. the, the Deutschmark, whatever, whatever currencies would would be. Those are the currencies that are sponsored by governments. And uh, while in in the old world uh, you would think of that as safe, so because you hear the term ban bandied about 
full faith and credit of the U.S. government is why the dollar is valuable. Well, if you have any concerns or suspicions about the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, <laughs> then uh, it, it, it might be nice well, to have some alternatives. Um, <laughs> and it, Bitcoin emerged as one of those alternatives in a way that, uh, that, has, that has huge significance, not only because it itself provides an alternative, uh, but also because it was built on a technology that has now become a technology that will kind of revolutionize uh, actually the, the, the scientific and mathematical structures of the Internet itself. I, I don't want to get technical, but right, right. Uh, we can explain. I can explain very briefly why that happened. It's called blockchain. Is that what you're talking about? It's called blockchain. Okay, good. And from, from a quick summary of the technology, it just simply was that the Internet as we know it, that we all grew to know and love sort of in the early 90s when it became commercialized and people began to put things on their desktop, uh, it was built, it wasn't built to sustain the, the, the volume of data and the volume of interaction that occurs today. Therefore, it has huge vulnerabilities, and we've even learned from recently that a company like Intel has been putting chips in every laptop and desktop that we have that in fact have vulnerabilities and they're easy to discover because the infrastructure, the electronic infrastructure itself is weak. The blockchain creates a different structure that actually makes uh, uh, hacking and invasion relatively, in orders of magnitude, more difficult and therefore more secure. So currencies built on the uh, appropriate types of blockchain actually have a level of security uh, within their structure. Now, that doesn't mean they can't be stolen, that, because if, you're, if, they're not properly, if they're not in proper custody, then they can be stolen because, again, the Internet is weak and access to certain files can make them vulnerable. So let me ask you this, as, go back, a little back in time. How, you know, like a, a baby boomer and a Marine, a Marine, a Vietnam era Marine, how did you start investing in technology and these, you know, Bitcoin? Cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Well, I started looking at it. Uh, I, I wasn't there in 2009 when the Genesis block of Bitcoin came onto the scene, but it was stuff that people in the tech world we're sort of beginning to talk about as the real uh, as, as the real math geeks began to sort of see what the blockchain would do but having a little bit of a revolutionary bent in me and also concerned about how manipulable uh, the regular what we refer to as fiat currencies particularly the US dollar and the euro and others could be uh, and having some suspicions about the full faith and credit of, I, uh, I sort of said, wow, this Bitcoin is going to be the coin of the revolution or the coin of, it's going to be the currency of the future because it's transportable, it's secure, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it has all of those things that gold has without weighing a, a thousand pounds and it's, at one level, it's easy to steal if you're not careful. But on the other hand, it's not 
so easy to steal, and you can carry it wherever you go. Um, because wherever you can get access to a uh, to computing, you can access your Bitcoin even if you've been offline for months, days, weeks, whatever. So I started to look at it very carefully, and I said, this is very interesting. So as almost a lark, uh, I said, well, I'm going to buy a pile of this. And this is when Bitcoin was down in the uh, you know, five and ten dollar type price, um, and I bought a bunch and stuck it away. And then other, uh, and then I started following the technology, and other coins began, and we began to understand some of the issues with Bitcoin because as the volume of usage rose, some of the uh, some of the drag in the uh, in the creation of the individual blocks that create the blockchain and that therefore that record the transactions in bitcoin became a tad unwieldy and uh, and so other cryptocurrencies with different with blockchain but different blockchain structures began to emerge examples ethereum examples litecoin and now there's probably close to 2000 uh the probably the most commonly bandied about are, are Ripple, Monero, and, and others. Uh, and even Bitcoin has had two forks. So there's, there's a coin called Bitcoin Cash and another one called Bitcoin Gold. So Landon, the Bitcoin, it's kind of this, everybody's talking about it. It went up as high as, what, 19,000 at one point, and now mm -hmm. it's down. Uh, yeah. what, how, what's your take on that? The volatility, it's going up, it's going down. Is the, what do you see in the future? Is it for real? Well, I yeah. think it's going to be volatile, uh, Kim. I, I, I do, um, I do, it does concern me, and this is now speaking to investors, because people ask me all the time, should I buy Bitcoin? I think you've got to be ready for a tremendous amount of volatility. So let me ask Shane to jump in. Shane, what do you, as a guy who is, a, you know, my, in my opinion, a genius in the technology world, how do you track with uh, Landon? Well, from an investment standpoint, you know, we can have the conversation about being more volatile and so on and so forth. But from the future, what problems does it solve or what does it do in terms of the Internet and the ability to actually um, have, I don't, I don't want to say peer-to-peer, -peer, but transactions between two different parties that happen within lightning, lightning speed. So um, I, I tend to agree with Landon when you say, you know, from an investment standpoint, you look at it, it's nice to make money here and there, and you get the volatile of any investment, but I tend to look more towards where's the technology going uh, and how is it evolving and what problems does it start to solve. So, uh, being a pessimist, like I said, I, the Rich Day was founded on the 1970, August 15, 1971, when President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. I said, boy, this is going to change the world. And now we're on Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or blockchain, and again, it's going to change the world. So, I'm going to throw it back to Landon. How do you see, look, as exactly as Shane says, when you look into the future, what do you see? How's it going to change? Well, Shane touched touched on a very important point when he was referring to the looking forward, and just like you, uh, and just like with any currency or anything you you do today, you have to understand what the purpose of an individual currency is and how it is going to fit into the spectrum of um, of of, uh, of those currencies and and how they're used. 
uh, no different than you when you look at an investment. How does stocks compare to bonds or any other uh, any other instrument? So, two big two big uh, concerns or two big issues are one: what what is going to be a store of value, i.e., the gold, and that is likely to be Bitcoin, um, and what is going to uh, enhance the transactional values of uh, of these of cryptocurrencies in this this unique new form of exchange and those are likely to be other currencies that will not necessarily have investment or store of value qualities so research and knowledge uh, hugely important because you can't pick all this stuff up in in, fi- in a five-minute read in a Sunday news supplement. This is stuff that needs to be thought about and lived with for a, fairly, for a long time to fully understand the full uh, impact of what's going to happen. But in simple terms, I think some of these cryptocurrencies are going to be more like gold, where they become stores of value, and others are going to be more transactional, like almost like currency that you use to buy things internationally and to send, pay your electric bill and other forms of, of uh, exchange. So, so, so what you're saying is we may not need fiat currency? I, I think it's quite possible that eventually one day there will be an alternative to fiat currency. Right. And, and I know we're going to go to a break, but just real, real quick, I've, I've heard that governments, are like our government, has spending millions of dollars creating its own cryptocurrency because it wants a cashless society. And that, and that is also true. And we may see the dollar, before, and you're seeing it actually in South America right now. There have been some government currencies created in Venezuela and others uh, and others talking about it. Yep. Yeah. So when we come back, we'll be, we'll be talking more about you know, the future of cryptocurrency, what it means. But I'm also going to ask Landon as well as Shane, you know, how do you invest in that? For example, you know, in an article... I was reading it with Landon. He talks about how he saw PayPal coming because of this was happening. And again, this whole thing is about change and the ripple effect of change. But really, it's kind of a warning to the old guys out there who are still thinking the dollar is king. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. Visit richdadadvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news about bad news about money, especially fiat currency. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. 
And you can listen to this program again because all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And we archive them because repetition is how you learn. But most importantly, on this subject, if you have friends, family members, and business partners, sit down, listen to this program, and discuss it. Because when you discuss it, you'll learn even more. Because one of the problems today is most people are still stuck in the past. And they're trying to hold the young people back. And the young people are not going to be held back because they escape into the world called the cyber world. And so our subject today is, is you know, about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, blockchain, Ethereum, Coinbase, all that stuff. But it's really about change and how do you handle this change, especially when you can't see it. You see, you can see the dollar somewhat. You can see gold and silver, but you can't see Bitcoin. And the hard part for the old guys who are not technologically competent like me, they can't see it. And that's where the big battles are taking place. Any comments, Kim? Well, yeah, we've seen the Bitcoin and other currencies go skyrocketing high. Now they're kind of correcting. They're coming up. There's a lot of volatility to it. And then there's this other thing called an ICO, Initial Coin Offering. And Basically, it's similar to an IPO, initial yeah. public offering, yeah, which Kim and I can, did three of them. Yeah, except you can create your own coin. So our very special guest today is Landon Thorne. He's the founder president of private investment company but Midas the, Advisory Group. But the worst thing about an ICO is your fr our friends are calling us Well, now. I'm going to tell oh you, I'm going to get into and that. These guys are idiots, and they're going to they're gonna do an ICO. <laughs> just, oh, my God. He's jumping all over the place. So we've got Landon Thorne, uh, our expert on Bitcoin, Ethereum, cryptocurrencies. He's also a retired colonel in the United States Marine Corps Reserve. And our other guest is Shane Coniglia. He's the president of the Rich Dad Company. So let me and, start with... And Landon's company, Midas Advisory Group, invest in technology. Yes. So that's how he came across Bitcoin early. Yes. So we've got... So Landon, we've got all these people creating their own coins. I literally, no joking, I'm walking my dog Cutie a few days ago, and this couple comes up. They're always looking for something to make money. You know, they haven't been wildly successful. They're always looking for something to make money, and they're like, oh, can we send you information? We're, we're, we're about to launch an ICO. We're about to no launch our new coin. Would you like to invest in it? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What do you say to something like that? And Kim and Kim and I, you know, back in the '90s, we did an IPO, like I said, and everybody was an IPOs back yep. then, and that all came crashing down. Exactly as Landon says in some of his interviews, you have to manage younger people different than old guys. Is that correct, Shane? A hundred percent. The the way they think and the way they grew up, and the way technology is integrated in their life, there's it's almost impossible to compare it, really. So, so, so Len, let's get back to the ICL, the initial coin offering. What does that mean to you? Well, it's uh, head spinning. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I have looked at a number of ICOs, and I invested a tiny amount of money in one, not because I necessarily thought it was going to do well, but... It, it, you know, you can spend $1,000 to go to school or you can spend $1,000 to actually watch and learn from the process of owning a token yes, that comes yes. out of a, a, a public, uh, I mean, an ICO. Um, I think that uh, ICOs, for the large part, are going to be financial disaster. Um, you've already begun to see the tip of the iceberg of, of, of scandal and collapse and uh, other things. Because there's two aspects. One, when you when you do an IPO and you receive shares in a company, 
for one, that IPO has been through a gamut of regulation and, and, and uh, compliance before it can actually go on to a seasoned and mature marketplace like a stock exchange. And, and it, it is, in fact, a piece of a company that theoretically some of the value of that company flows through to you, the shareholder. An ICO is different because the ICO raises money, but what you get is you don't get a share. You get a token that at some future time may have value created for it or inherent to it if the, if the business or the operation that was funded by the ICO is successful and can create value for that token. But the 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 void is enormous there's for one there's no established markets that set set benchmarks at least in the ipo uh business you have uh, you you have algorithms such as um price earnings ratio price to sales all, there's all these sort of checkpoints where you can uh that are routinely accepted to establish value in an ico there's virtually nothing because most people are raising the money before they execute the source of value creating the business. So it's out of thin air. It's, out, it's totally thin air. And one day maybe there will be enough thin air that will congeal around these theoretical <laughs> tokens that there might be a, you might be able to use them for something. Yeah. And, and so I would, I would discard, especially for, the, for an investor today, I would really discard ICOs as an area of, of interest. They're, uh, they're much too uh, ethereal. You know, it's like everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. It's like the real estate bubble and all of this. And, and there was a great quote by Sir Isaac Newton, and he lived through the South Sea bubble. And he said, mm -hmm. I can calculate the motion of heavenly bodies, but not the madness of people. <laughs> exactly. Everybody wants a piece of it. So, Shane, yeah. any comments on what you see going on from a techie point of view? I think... Part of it is, is, is similar to the 992000.com bubble where all these tech guys are trying to find money to come up with some new ICO, this new coin offering that you know will be huge. But again, the problem is, is just like any business investment, you have to look at the, the team and who's pulling it off. Have they done this before? Do they have the ability to work within the, at the, the not just the, the scalability of the business to grow, but the speed at which um, crypto is currently moving at. So in a lot of ways, you do look at an ICO offering similar to you would any other investment. However, I just want to pick up what Landon said. You're, you're really investing on the come when it comes to uh, an ICO versus, you know, a stock or a startup company. You that better, you better explain, explain on the come from the terms of uh, craps in the, you know, what do you call it, dice. Uh, you're, you're gambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're literally hoping that the dice roll. I'm always on the come line. Really <laughs> yep, on the come line. My ship's yep. going to come in. <laughs> yep. So, but but so, to Shane's point, to Shane's point, when you look at, especially in the startup and, and seed capital and angel world, one of those things you look at is the team, and and you also look at at the business and its its total a total addressable market. And, and then you have some early KPIs or key uh, uh, indicators that show what, how it's doing on its business plan. So you actually have a – you still have a team performing a business around uh, and you're putting capital into it. But these ICOs are, I have an idea, mm -hmm. throw some money at it, 
And the thing that's going to pay you back is if we're successful in creating some sort of way of making value out of the tokens that we're going to give you, uh, if we're successful, et cetera, et cetera, then you're going to be rewarded. Let me ask you this because I don't know anything. Of, you know, I own five Bitcoin. I look at them like a pet in my cage, and I, <laughs> I kind of look at them every day, and they're not doing well today. I mean to call a vet in on them. But anyway, is there really a coin? No. There's nothing tangible, is there? It's it's a, a ledger. There's nothing tangible. So when people get all up in arms about, oh, Bitcoin was hacked, Bitcoin was hacked, and the price is falling, Bitcoin was hacked, you're saying it's not Bitcoin. The coin cannot get hacked. Bitcoin cannot get hacked. What gets hacked is the exchange where you buy and sell it. Is that correct? That's correct. And and because basically where you where you store it is really just storing data. And um, and and just like uh, just like someone can hack the Visa accounts of the world right. and name and address, someone can if the if the struck the uh, uh, security of a given. Um, uh, ex- exchange or vault and wallet system is not secure. It can be uh, it can be hacked. Now, the the difference between vault and wallet is the wallet is live. It's 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 Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies that are held in a in an accessible digital form, um, while the vault the actual uh, the actual data is taken offline and stored. Literally, in many cases, in a vault. I mean, they actually take the data off the uh, off the internet and and put it on thumb drives and put them in in deep cold storage in vaults. So, like Fort Knox for gold. Fort Knox for gold. Fort Knox for thumb drives or for for hard drives. And what are so, some of the most secure exchanges? In in my view, uh, the most functional exchange, and and it only supports three or four currencies. Coinbase, which is not really an exchange, it's a service. It provides vault and wallet, and it supports Litecoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Bitcoin itself. Um, and it may start supporting Bitcoin Gold when it figures out how to how to do that. So it has a wallet service and a vault service. So you you can have, and in my case, I keep ninety five percent of my cryptocurrency holdings on Coinbase, which I use, I keep in the vault. And then in the wallet portion of it, I keep a, you know, a few thousand dollars of each currency. So if I want to use them for an exchange purpose, then they're, they're right there and can be used for commerce. But the big holdings are stay in the vault offline. And for today, I feel that's relatively secure. And I would also point out that services like Coinbase, Zappos, another one, and there's others, uh, are different than exchanges because exchanges are the place, uh, the places where you can uh, trade the whole spectrum of cryptocurrencies, and they are they require more technological understanding. They more uh, you have to really sort of understand because you can make a mistake and just launch your your money, your bitcoins, or your your other currencies, sort of into cyberspace or to an address that you don't know, and they're never coming back. So you have to be extremely careful about how you uh, transact. And uh, so, if someone was going to own currencies and own them relatively passively and securely, I'd go to a, a, a vault wallet system like a Coinbase. This is world-changing information. So, go to Shane. Um, how would you, being a techie? What would you say to old guys like me? 
how can we learn about this world or should we just stay out of it? Boy, that's a good question. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I go back, I go back to what Landon said before, you know, if you know, Robert, one thing we talked about a rich dad is have your trusted team around you and the experts out there that understand a particular field. So rather, you know, if, if you've got the time and the understanding and the interest from a tech point of view, I would obviously say, you know, maybe you should learn and understand and research it yourself. But if it's not your thing and you don't think like that, but you still want to be involved, then I think you have to really go to a trusted advisor, a trusted team member that can, you know, explain it to you and, and make sure you're, quote unquote, as safe as possible as you invest in these things and, and store your crypto versus your dollars. Because I, I do the same thing, Landon. Uh, does in, in terms of put some in the vault and a few thousand and other coins, but that's the best way to do it because it, it is a it's technology. It's yeah, and it's not. I think where people really um, get lost here is that crypto is moving so fast. It really is something daily that's happening. Yep. Um, not just from the ICO offering side, but also from just new tech, new teams being out there, new ideas to be able to, to speed up the blockchain and the, the approval process it takes. Because um, currently it sits about 10 minutes and it just lags down. So there, it definitely has a scalability issue. So there's a lot of tech to it. And if you're not willing, you know, as an older person to really research and understand that, just don't get into it because it's just going to frustrate you. I, amen. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> well, wait, before we well, so go, but I want to ask Land this question. You said something that was important. You look at the at at the ripple effect. What tech? What other companies will benefit from these changes? And what do you see happening there? Well, for one, the blockchain itself is a technology that is going to actually restructure, uh, uh, actually re recast a lot of the structures of the internet itself. And you can actually and invest in blockchain, right? But that's well, a whole well, other. That's, we'll that's we'll save that for another question. show. We'll save that for another. You know, show. there are other companies yeah. that are going yeah. to benefit from this change. Uh, the whole, the whole uh, supply chains, on and on and on. Medicine, everything, are going to be affected by uh, the blockchain. So you're not investing in the blockchain. You're investing in teams that are developing. Uh, useful commercial technologies but, around the use of the blockchain. Right, but are there existing companies that offer stocks that you would consider that will be benefiting versus dying from this change? Well, you have to look at the companies themselves and understand who's, uh, I mean, I think you're going to see IBM, in fact, probably be a, if you're looking for the old guard the public companies that are, that are rapidly understanding this technology and de developing systems, uh, you, you really got to one. It, this is going to be a new component of stock analysis. Is how quickly is a given company that's publicly traded? How is it? How quickly is it adopting and integrating the, these new technologies? Okay, not besides, only for the security of its data, but also for the for the way it's going to integrate with the whole spectrum of future business. Yeah, I've heard this about IBM. Is there another company you say will benefit from the ripple effect of? I mean, existing old guard companies that will do well. I'd have to. I think I probably ought to be asked. I need a little time to think about it, but uh, not just to throw names out there. Okay. But lots of them. There's just lots of them that are working on it right now. Okay, so they'll do well, and other companies that are not adjusting will not do well. They'll, they they will not. If they don't adopt this technology, they're going to struggle. See, it's not all doom and gloom. It's a matter of can you change. So I want to thank uh, both Landon and Shane for being part of this program. 
Welcome to the next part of this program, which is called Ask Robert. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. Visit RichDadAdvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news about bad news about money today about the U.S. dollar. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And as we do that, you can listen to this again, share this with your friends, family, and especially your business partners, because the times there are changing. And if you're hanging out with old guys, with old ideas, I mean, you may be in very serious trouble, because as we said, the Rich Dad Company was founded because of the change that came about on April 15th, 1971, by President Nixon, the day he took the dollar off the gold standard and the U.S. dollar became fiat currency, government money, basically all it is. So it's a very important show. I want to thank Landon, and I want to thank Shane. And there's an article about Landon called What the Marine Corps, because Marine, Landon is a Marine colonel, and startup investing have in common. And Melissa, how do people get a hold of this article? It's a very interesting article about the change that's coming. Yeah, Robert, they can go to richdadradio.com, and they can look up this episode there, and we will put the link to the article there. Yeah, this article is eye-opening because it's about the old guys versus the new guys, and Landon and I are the old guys, and Shane is the new guys, and we run, we, we run companies differently now. So once again, you can submit your questions to askrobert at richdadradio.com. Comments, Kim? 
Yeah, I just want, again, would reiterate to listen to the show again because they, Shane and Landon are saying the same, they follow the same principles as Rich Dad. It's like if you want to learn about Bitcoin, if you want to learn about the cryptocurrencies and blockchain, do your homework, do your research. But Landon said something very interesting. He said when he was starting out, when he was just getting into it and learning about all of this, all the cryptocurrencies, he went out and he bought some coins at five and ten dollars a coin because that's how he start, got more interested. So you put some money down, you start small, and you get interested in what the subject is that you've put yeah, your money down Yeah, we're not recommending on. it. And no, Kim but I, it's a great way to learn, and Kim it and is how we five, do it. Kim and I five little pet bitcoins and Yeah, and we Ethereum. have a little bit of Ethereum, but yeah. just a little bit, so we but get, we we get more interested. But I thank you guys for listening, and Landon and Shane will be back, and we'll be talking about what's the ripple effect. Like, you know, why did why did uh, Landon invest in a little company called Air, Airbnb, but th did not invest in Uber? Why did he invest in PayPal, but not the other stuff? And why did he invest in UPS and FedEx? Right. Which Shane, was, Shane took his company and sold it to FedEx. So we're an entrepreneur's company. We're not a bunch of old guys, okay? So, Melissa, what's the first question for Ask Robert? Our first question today comes from Sophia in Miami, Florida. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. She says, Robert and Kim, with the Bitcoin craze happening, what do you equate it to or what have you seen that has compared to this in your lifetime? What is your process for deciding what to invest in as a couple? That's a great question. The, that's why this Rich Dad Company was founded actually in 1971, April 15th, when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And I'm writing a book about it right now. It's called Fake, Fake Money fake teachers and fake assets is coming online. It'll be free initially because we want some feedback from people, but it's how I followed the transition from the dollar becoming fiat currency. I mean, it's worth nothing. It's almost as worthless as air, but everybody saves and invests in dollars and it doesn't make sense to me at all. So the book is called Fake. It's coming out soon. It'll be online for free, and then we're going to ask for your feedback, and we'll pull it off air. But the whole thing here is once I understood the dollar was fake, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it says the rich don't work for money. That's how I changed. I work for assets. I acquire assets. And the other thing is savers are losers. You know, I don't, Kim and I don't save money, dollars. We save gold and silver, and we have literally millions in gold and silver because I don't trust my government. Any comments, Kim? Yes, because Sophia's asking, you know, what do we think about this? And and if you listen to the show, you know, people, some people say, oh, Bitcoin, it's a bubble. And others say, no, it's going to last forever. And and we don't know. So what we did, what Robert and no, I did. The question was, what did you do with the change? We changed. Back, yeah. I changed well, in 72. I didn't go back to school to get a job. Yes, so what you and I did about Bitcoin and about blockchain is we called Landon because we heard Landon was, we knew Landon knew this and was quite the expert. And so we sat down and said, hey, would you have lunch with us? So we learned a little bit. And then he recommended, well, maybe you should buy a few. So we bought a few coins and we get more interested and we study and we do our homework. So I don't think there's, who knows what's going to come. Now there's this thing called blockchain. People say blockchain is going to be the thing of the future. Who knows? But you got to do your own homework. I just wouldn't save money right now. I'd be very cautious on that because what is the reason that my book coming out fake is about gold and silver, which is God's money. Government money is the US dollar, the peso and the yen and the euro. And then there's cryptocurrency or people's money, which is blockchain, I mean, and crypto. But you've gotta be changing today. So thank you for the question. 
Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Jonathan in Bozeman, Montana. Favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. It says, with the emergence of cryptocurrency, what's the future of fiat money and how do you make the best decision of the two? So fiat money is, once again, it's government money. It's by government decree. The only purpose of fiat currency is to pay taxes. You cannot pay taxes in chickens, goats, gold, or silver, or Bitcoin. So that's how the government controls you. I believe cryptocurrency, and Landon believes it also, it is the end of what we know as the U.S. dollar. Because throughout history, all fiat currencies have gone to this true value, zero. The dollar is now probably less than 5%. It's lost 95% of its value since 1913. It doesn't, it's not going to take another 100 years to lose the last 5%. And when I saw Bitcoin coming out, that's what Kim and I interviewed Landon, it said, we're not very bullish on the U.S. dollar. So that should tell you something. The question is, what do you do next? So that's why Kim and I have no savings. We have a lot of cash, but we don't save money. We save gold, silver, land, debt, and all those other things. And that's what the Rich Dad Company is about. So what's the next question, Melissa? Our next question comes from Austin in Boise, Idaho. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It says, what keeps you and Kim going at the stage when most people are retiring and you are pressing the accelerator? I don't like golf. I don't want to die. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, when I hang out with my friend Trump, he says, retire, you expire. And I and I see the old guys, a lot of them just chasing that little white golf ball around. They're dead mentally, alive physically. I mean, they, Landon says that an article you can get if you go to richdadradio.com, and he talks about how, I mean, Shane and I and Kim and I, we can't talk to a lot of people because they're the hippie generation. Yeah, and, and our good friend Craig, he's doing the study of, going around the U.S. and a pet project of his, and he's interviewing successful business people. And he's made the decision that he's not going to interview anybody who is retired because there's no momentum. There's nothing interesting. They're, they're in the past. And if you look at all the study, there's so many studies that say in order for longevity and happiness, there's got to be a purpose. There's got to be a mission that drives you further. And that's what we're about. Okay. So I want to thank, uh, once again, Landon Thorne, founder of the Midas Advisor Group, and also want to thank, thank Shane Coniglia, president of the Rich Dad Company, hardcore entrepreneur, former rock and roller. And we're talking about the changes that are coming on. And the question, and as I said earlier, all change causes upset. All change causes upset. Like when you lose your job because you didn't change, you're upset. So that's why we have the Rich Dad Radio Program. Once again, it started in 1972 when I was flying like Landon was in Vietnam and I realized Nixon taking the dollar off the gold standard meant the US dollar is toast. So once again, submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com and thank you all for listening.